Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. And me, Jimmy. In this episode of the pod, we'll be going over Saturday's 2-1 win over Hull City. Us playing very narrow and a lot more really before looking ahead to the West Brom game on Tuesday night, so enjoy. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, good. good. Yeah, yeah. Good Saturday. Yeah, it was all right. Got up early this morning for the fight as well. Yep, likewise. So. Viva Tyson Fury. Yeah, good weekend for Lancashire, mate. Mm. Morecambe's Ty- Tyson Fury, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So, is Morecambe Lancashire? Yeah, of course it is. Is it? Oh, yeah, they're on Radio Lancashire. Yeah, they're covered by Radio Lancashire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be a start a bit further north than that, mate. Yeah, so. it definitely does. It's still a weird place. Oh yeah, it's well, yeah, a bit odd, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. But, to be yeah. fair, what's uh, what seaside towns aren't, and I'm not just meaning Blackpool by that. No, Fleetwood. Fleetwood's not somewhere you want to go to in nah. the light at night. Guys, Sa- some sites that mate. Southport's a bit odd as well. Just full of old people, Southport. This is going to be a really strange start to the pod. <laughs> Southport is just really full of old people, and it's, it's like good night out. In fairness, Southport. Yeah, I've heard that. I've been I've a couple of times with my mates. Start at the casino on the front, and then make our way and make your way into town. Yeah, good couple of decent little bars and whatnot. It's full of yeah, it's full of scousers though. That's not. Oh, like that's that. the only downside. Yeah, only downside. Obviously, we don't. We don't. Want to condone underage drinking either on the podcast? So if you're under eighteen, don't go out and get pissed up. Well, Just... it's nothing worse than it's not. Let's be honest, it's nothing worse than what we've done when we were under eighteen, mate. So angel yeah. here, mate, absolute yeah. angel. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Yeah, before we get into it, then as I always say every week, we are still looking for a sponsor for the pod. Um, if you want to know more about how you can sponsor the podcast, just email us on fromthefinny at gmail and don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for From the Finney, and you'll find us. Um, yeah, Hull City. Strange game. Um, first half, especially. It's like, first half is a bit of a continuation for the Millwall game. We just didn't start well. Mm-hmm. Um, Unusually for us. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, it just felt like very much, very similar to what the Millwall game was. Mm. And that we just, you know, we never got we never got going that first forty five minutes. Our passing was a little bit oh. stray, yeah, stray. Not no real purpose to it. Um, just no cutting edge. Just a bit of a strange first. Oh, that you could see the goal coming. Um, Dex made a good save before that with his legs. Yeah, um, um, from the same lad with that Wilkes. Um, but yeah, I think the warning signs were there, but. 
you know, I think it's the, the goal itself when you break it down. It, I didn't know this until I got chatting to someone last night who works for the club, but Pearson's actually chatting to the ref and misses the guy taking the short corner. So if you watch right. it back on the North End highlights, Pearson's late to get into the guy who's got the assist. Yeah. Because he's just having a bit of a pop at the ref and a bit of a moan. Just typical Pearson, but, you know, he's not going to change. God bless him. Uh, I don't. I don't. This is not me pinning the blame on Pearson for the goal. By the way, it's just like I always say: if you stop the root cause of the cross, then you know it's probably gives us a bit of a chance. But yeah. it's poor defending. Um, the yeah. zonal piece is it's the zonal marking that's done us, <clears throat> um, because obviously Wilkes has got in between Hughes and Bauer. Yeah, I think it, I think Bauer should. Bauer does look a little bit static when you watch it back. Um, I don't agree with this thing about Rudd coming for it. It's not Rudd's territory. It's an outswinging delivery. That's, that's um, what they call uh, no man's land, I think. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, the best way I can describe it, you know the Nikita who scored today for um, Arsenal? I've not it's seen great, it, but I've seen he scored, but I've not seen yeah, the goal. Yeah, but it's a great ball in, and the lad's finished it from about four yards out. But Pickford can't come out for it, because if it comes in, because it, it's that wicked of a ball in, Yeah. He can't. He has to stay on his line. Um, he comes and misses fair, it, then everyone blames him for it anyway, don't they? Yeah, I mean, he's caught between the rock and our place, really. But I think I think the back line should deal with it personally because yeah, Deck's not going to come for stuff. That's probably the weakest area of his game, and we know that. We know yeah. that. Opposition's going to know that. He's oh, going to change. I'm sure the 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 backroom staff know that as well. In all yeah. honesty. But let's give Deck a bit of credit. He's won us a lot of points this season. And yeah, he has. I got called a fanboy of his before. I'm probably not a fanboy because I want him to. I, I you know, I, <laughs> I, do him, I do want him to be as successful as he can. He's out of contract in the summer, you know, and he's he's got us to sixth in the league, you know, yeah. and alongside that back back four. And I, I don't want to point the finger at Bowers because it's. I just think he should do better with the goal, but. And yeah, I mean, it's not strange off, really. It's yeah, strange off it's not. It's not the end of the world to point the finger at Bauer, though. In all honesty, like you said, he, he should be doing better with it, really. But you, you got to give um, whoever it was. Was it Carmelda that put the ball in? Yeah, potentially the blonde, um, the blonde uh, lad. Yeah, the, the left back. I think it was. Um, you got to give him a bit of credit. Like you said, it was just a wicked ball. It's a great ball in. Um, yeah. Probably in that sort of undefendable area, in, yeah. in a way. But I don't think that zonal marking didn't help us with the goal because no, it, not one bit. Given Wilkes, it's given Wilkes a real easy sort of channel to run into in terms yeah. of between. And he's, he's hardly um, he's hardly a target man, is he? I think he's about five foot eight, five foot nine. When I had a look before, so he's not. I thought, I thought he had a good game though. That Wilkes. Yeah, he played well, but I mean, he's not he's not like a Tom Eaves, is he? He's not someone that's you would look at as being renowned for his, his aerial prowess. Um, we'll come back on to Eves in, in the second half piece because I thought personally the game changed when he went off the pitch. Yeah. It was an outlet for him all afternoon. Gave them, he, he forced them higher up the pitch, you know, and he always stayed up at corners. So you've got that. I know we've, we've got this knack at the minute of putting all 11 back at a corner or a mm-hmm. set piece. Eves was always forward and there was a couple of times when the balls broke to him from are attacking set pieces, and it it means that he's got someone to hold it up or actually run onto because yeah. he's he's fairly nimble actually. I, I liked him at Gillingham. I thought he was he was a handful. 
Um, and I think it would fit our way of playing. Um, yeah. But our own target man did the business yesterday, so can't really complain at that oh, either. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that again yeah. later on in the pod. Um, ultimately, it's three points. And, yeah, it's just good to come away with, at this point in the season now, with, what, 12 games to go, it doesn't really matter how you're getting the points on the board. And maybe to an extent it does. I think, like Alex Neal said in his interview with Radio Lanks, you can't keep not playing well and expecting to pick up results because ultimately it'll catch up with you. But, again, it's another game that we, we haven't, for the 90, played that well. Second half was a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and we've still come away with the three points. Yeah, I personally think the subs were the right subs to make. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I, I, you know, Sinclair, again, least touches on the pitch for a starting player. Um, Alan Brown's had more touches on on the pitch than he did in the whole game. Yeah. So it's just that that's a little bit of a concern, but we'll come on to that later, I'm sure. But it's I think the subs were right yesterday. It's one of those where they probably... They did, probably didn't make an impact against Millwall, but they made an impact against Stoke. They made an impact yesterday, so yeah. we're seeing the tide turn in terms of that. Um, right subs at the right time, and you know I do feel the game changed with Eves going off, and it gave us it gave us so much more control of the game because yeah. as soon as it went one one, you just knew the second was coming. It was just like that. The, you could feel it, couldn't you? Changed. Yeah, and I mean, it, is it a soft penalty? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I uh, found me someone that says that the first one shouldn't have been awarded. Yeah, watching that back, it's a, it's a, it's it, a, a penalty. Yeah. Um, I think Grant yeah. McCann was complaining after the game, wasn't he, about the crowd and, and yeah, how but, they've maybe contributed in, in the town end to the ref giving it. But I think he gives the first one and no one's got any complaints. Yeah. I've read his comments and I found them a little bit strange to be honest because he's he's had a pop at Ben Davis for the tackle on Eves and whilst it was strong, it was a fair tackle. He's got the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, 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 there's no malice in it at all. It's just a strong challenge and he's won the ball. Mm. Um, so him crying that he should have he should have been sent off or it's absolute tosh. Um, the first one is a penalty. The second one is soft, but at end of day. I think Steve Martin, the ref, he's had to give the second one because he's probably he's probably caught in two minds about the first one. It's yeah. he's in a good position for it to be fair, right at the edge of the box. I mean, yeah. let's not beat about the bush. By the way, he was shit all game. Steve Martin. Yeah, he was awful. Never had a good game for again. No. Yeah. I was talking to Ollie yesterday on um, Messenger, and he said the same. He said he's never, never, ever been good for us. Do you not remember the Wolves away game when he called Alan Brown back? Oh, was that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ah, him. Right. I think we had we had him. Might have been this time last year at Millwall. I remember seeing on time up this morning Steve Martin's lost control of the game. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he might have been last year at Millwall because it's the same date. Um, but he'll be a Premier League referee because he's that shit, and he's because yeah. he just because he runs around the pitch and like in that sort of Premier League manner. And he's got that sort of Premier League aura about him. I don't know what it is, yeah. but he'll be a Premier mean. League ref. Stoke, uh, the guy against Stoke, he'll be a Premier League ref. Because he's probably one of these that, that toes the party line and just does what the, the PGML, uh, uh, the PGMOL, if I get me. Um, <laughs> abbreviation. Abbreviation, right. right. Uh, he does what they, they want him to do. You know, yeah. I think he's done, I think he's done fourth official a few times on Premier League now and 
whilst he's a, uh, a group two official at the minute, he won't be for long. He'll he'll move up to group one. Yeah, it's Just always a sign that you you're about to move up in that get yeah. involved the fourth official in and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, doing a bit of VAR and stuff. Mm. That's a load of bollocks in it, really. Let's be honest. After that, yeah, one yesterday. God's sake, I, it's one of those things that when we, I said, oh God, I nearly said when we go up, then that would have been a that's not a premonition. But when we eventually get to the Premier League. I can't, I just can't get my head around this VAR. It's just do you think we'll ever do it? Do I think we'll ever do it? Don't, in your lifetime? Don't put me on the spot and ask me that. In my lifetime, I, I bloody hope so. I hope so, but the the pessimist in me, I just can't ever imagine us doing it. This season's our best chance. This is the chance. This is the chance. This and this is, is why I get excited about this season, right? But I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground because it's Preston in it at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you think it's there's? So, do you think there's an element of that between? Around the fan base at the minute because it it, it doesn't feel like we're in it's the midst of a promotion push, does it? It's our best chance since two thousand and five. Yeah, but do you, do you think the fan base on the whole feel maybe a little bit like they're trying to stay grounded and like the the, the ground never really feels packed, the atmosphere is never particularly great. Like social media, especially the last few weeks, has been up and down with negativity and people moaning and then on the like off the back of a win it's immediately the opposite like there's, there, there doesn't seem to be any consistency i know probably 2005 social media wouldn't have played anywhere near as prevalent a part in any football season as it has done in the last five ten years i don't think they've played any part mate because the likes of twitter facebook weren't even around 16 years ago 15 16 years ago mm. season um I think you've made a couple of really good points. Football fans are fickle. Oh yeah. So when the going is good, everyone's fine. But when the, when something happens or when there's a, anything to be negative about, fans like a moan. I've said that quite often. You know, mm, especially, especially in this day and age. Yeah, and you know, it's like it's like me. It, you know, I, I'm probably one of the worst for it. If it's anything financially related or anything to do with Trevor Emmons or the training ground, I'll have a good moan about that. But I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be positive about yeah. it. And, I'm, I'm keeping everything crossed that Ingle happens. It might not, but I'm hoping it will do. Um, in, in terms of, uh, I suppose, filling the ground, the concern for me yesterday was that there was 11,500 home fans on. You know, I think the attendance was 12-2, I think it was. Yeah, it was around that. 12-3 and 700-something from Hull. Yeah. So 11,500 home fans, and you could probably take off five, 600 of them that haven't turned up, yeah. because obviously it'll be including season card holders that haven't showed. So, Matt, we're, we're sixth in the league. We're, we're three points clear of seventh now. And we're only getting 11,500 at home. It's no, it's no surprise that we're losing money or, or Trevor's propping us up. It's his business at the end of the day. It's part of the Warden Group, um, as I was speaking to someone yesterday. And it's just another company for him. Um, um, it, it, it'd be massive. foolish to let it go anywhere other than be propped up. Yeah, yeah. So end of day, it could make him a hell of a lot of money long term if yeah. it gets to if he gets to the promised land. So why wouldn't you keep hold of it? Mm. Um, could could the club do anything more about attendances? It, it's it's the court between the rock and hard place, really, because they don't want to piss off season ticket holders and ambassadors and the, those guys that have forked out, you know, yeah. four hundred seventy five, five hundred, five hundred, whatever it is at the start of the season. Um. Because you don't want to know those, because they're your, your loyal customers. They're the ones that keep coming back year after year after year. Yeah. But can we do something to attract 
customers and can we do something differently to get you know a different you know just like the casual fan through the door especially yeah. this time where you know end of feb people are getting back they're getting the finances straight again now christmas yeah. is out the way. they're paying the credit cards off what can we do march april and hopefully play off game running. get people through the door i mean i think i've seen northampton do a super six deal for 99 pound yeah. the last six years they're knocking on the league two playoffs um, I want to get people through the gate. They won two 0 yesterday. One yeah. of the highest attendances they've had all season. It's no surprise. You know what I mean? It's like, can can we do anything to actually get those people through the gate? Um, I, I'm not. I, I don't work for the club. I, I you know, I, I don't. I don't know what the club are doing to to push that uh, agenda. I know it's probably on the on their sort of task sheet, if you want to call it, in terms of things yeah. that they want as well, because. End of the day, the manager and the team deserve more than eleven thousand five hundred own fans coming through the gate. Yeah, they absolutely uh, do. You know, so the, uh, the other thing as well, I've been speaking to a few people of late, and the, there's it's been mentioned to me that it's something that I've never really noticed myself. But you look at where Deepdale is in terms of its location in Preston, yeah, and you, you hardly ever see any. Um, Black, Asian, mixed ethnicity, mixed ethnicity, people on yeah. uh, on the games. I so more, you know that that's a community that's on the club's doorstep. What more could the club be doing to try and engage that as well? Same community. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that they have done things to tap into it to give the club a little bit of credit. You know, with a few of the initiatives they have run through the community trust. Yeah. Uh, can they do more? Absolutely. But you know, I think it's. Is football a cool thing to do? It, it, I suppose it's getting there, you know, because I, I, I suppose there's a lot more people from that ethnic um, background than there was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's probably something that could be looked at. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't, it's a really valid point. Um, I don't know the answer to that one, mate. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I, I've got the answer either. It's just it was just something that, like I said, I've spoken to a few people and it was mentioned, and I thought, you know what? Actually, I've never really considered that. Mm. It's a good point. I think that you know, speaking of David's location, you've got the barracks that's less than half a mile walk. Yeah. Around. You know, I know we've got an armed forces scheme, and I think the the club gave a couple of free tickets out to. Um, guys within that of the weekend I think it was donated for someone who won it on Twitter from what I'd seen yeah um, but what more can we do about that you know they, guys, they don't really shout about it because until you just mentioned it I didn't really know we had an armed forces scheme yeah no no, no. so it's like uh, you know you've got a barracks that's closing the next sort of four or five years but mm. has more over the country in that barracks you know there's going to be football fans from all sorts of places in there yeah you know, they'll be away from their, uh, the local team yeah, yeah. And they might have a couple of hours spare and think, do you know what? Yeah. If it costs, what, 15 quid, say. For 15 quid, I'm going to go on and watch North End. Yeah. Especially <clears> with the football we're playing. Let's <throat> be honest. Yeah. In the 15 years since 2005 playoff final, um, this is our biggest chance. Yeah, without a doubt. The best team we've had. Well, give it. Yeah, probably is the best team we've had. I, I think. Definitely. I think if not, then I think there's a majority. If you were to do, I don't know, if you were to do a team of the 
playoff era, if you will, that 2005 era and this this season, I reckon there'd be a majority would get in from this. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's an article waiting to be written, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know who wants to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just now is the time to back your team for mm. me. But yeah. Let's, uh, let's just talk about the fullbacks. Um, right. Dan Fisher and Andrew Hughes. Ah, oh, a masterclass by both of them yesterday. Yeah. Let me be honest. Uh, I mean, really, Andrew Hughes is excellent. Yeah, he can do a bit more going forward, but he was fantastic in the air yesterday. That you know, whilst Wilkes has scored the goal and he's got inside in the first half, second half he, he was solid. Mm. Um, Darnell, most touches on the pitch, most foul player on the pitch yesterday. Whether any of the four fouls were actually fouls or not is another question. Well, they were good. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, you, you take it, don't you? But Mr. Darnell Fisher is the king of shithousing. Yeah. I absolutely love the lad. But he's getting better and better. It shows that the difference between when he is playing and when he's not. Yeah, and, and to think back to when we signed him, and and how he came into the club off the back of all that um, social media, uh, I don't know what you'd even call it, just Rotherham fans basically just laughing at us for yeah, signing him. Like, why, why are you taking him? Yeah. But, let's be honest, that season when we played Rotherham and went away, it, at Rotherham, he got torn a new one by McGeady. Yeah. Absolutely ruined. But, and I was like, who I the mean, hell you'd, you'd be hard, You'd be hard pushed to find a player when McGeady was with us. The, at least one player in a team that didn't get torn a new one by McGeady at some point. Yeah. Well, when McGeady wanted it, he wanted it that day at Rotherham. I think we won, was it 2 3 0? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we, we hammered him. Um, he wanted it. But then the home game, Fisher had a great game actually against McGeady. He put him in the stands, he was solid. Yeah. You know, McGeady didn't get a sniff, and we thought, you know, that's a different player. And when we signed him, I don't think anyone. From our point of view, was that, I suppose, concerned? Uh, I think we'd, we'd seen the, the, the Rotherham Darnell, at, you know, in the away game, but I think he's coming to his own this season. It's, he's, he's one of the first names on the, the team sheet now, isn't he? Yeah, but if he cuts out the bookings, then, yeah, he, he's probably one of the best right backs in the league for me. Yeah. But <laughs> what, how many games has he played now? 22, I think, this season. So he's cut, he's calming down with the buckets, but he's still on eleven. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> it's not a great record, back. is it? No, but I think it was eleven in six, his first sixteen appearances or something like that, or right, eleven yeah, seventeen. Yeah. So he's he's getting there. Um, slowly, I just want it sorts that discipline. It's a bit like Pearson last season. Yeah, but Daniel's always a shooting for a booking. Let's be honest. Eventually, it, if he can get through the season, get through these next twelve games without four bookings. Just so he doesn't get the three game banned, then, then great. Um, good to see Pearson get through the game as well yeah. with that in yesterday. He um, can do it. I mean, like I said on last week, he, he went recently six games without a booking, which was the joint longest in his career. So he, he, he is capable of doing it. And, and still, I think you could argue he's played some of the best football he, he's played while he's been here in those six games as well. So he, the people that maybe say, oh, well, it, he plays within himself sometimes and all that sort of stuff when he's trying to avoid a yellow card. I think you can you can chuck that out the window, really. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think yesterday he did basics really well. You yeah. have to dive into it. He just reads the game so well, doesn't he? I mean, when yeah, he wants to be that player, he can be. Um, there was a moment in the first half where I thought he was going to get booked because I, I think he committed a foul and then he... He gobbed off a bit, didn't he? Yeah, it took me off and I thought, no, 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 no. Don't yeah. do that today. We, we need you for Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, full-backs-wise, solid. I think, you know, goal aside, no no, no issues with the back five yesterday. No. Let's be honest, there hasn't been that many issues with them all season. So. No, even the likes of Raf when he's filled in, he's, he's done a commendable job. Um, obviously, people have taken issue with Tom Clark at times. I think just on that, actually, going back to last week's pod, you got a bit of stick, didn't you, on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> hammering the lad. I'm just stating the obvious. He's, his pass percentage was low. His interceptions and tackling was was up there. You know, yeah, he was, defensively, he did, he did well. Yeah, defensively, he did sound. He just often does nothing going forward. That's not hammering the lad. No, which is exactly what we said last week as well. But, uh, yeah. What you, you can't you can't please everyone, can you? I've been I've been called a lot worse, so <laughs> sort of, um, I'm sure I'm sure you, you uh, I'm sure you didn't have to get your whole legs out. Oh no, no, it's all right, mate. So yeah, thanks thanks for thinking of me though. It's, it's uh, all right, it's all right. Hate four, isn't it? Yeah. So, but no, it's at the end of the day, it is what it is. Everyone's got an opinion, aren't they? That's that's the joy about football. That's exactly, that's mate. Right. If I, if it was going to come onto a pot onto here and just not give an opinion and just tow the party line, then what's you may it? as well phone the club up and get on theirs every other week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, it, we're going to give an opinion on here. It's not going to be like just dead nicey, nicey, nicey. You yeah. know, there's that like, and I read something this week that was absolutely spot on about criticism of players on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and there is a line. For me, of you know, it is. yeah. Don't, don't tag a player if you if you want to have a go at them. You don't need to tag a player in it because they don't they don't need to know what you think. No. You just make a dickhead. Like, there's absolutely no need for it. Yeah, if, if players want to search stuff out and and read about what fans are saying, then that's their prerogative. But you don't have to be like you said and be a bit of a dick and and tag them in it when you're slagging them off and calling them all sorts of names under the sun. Yeah, it's just no need for it personally. But you know, I. I I think if your IQ is a little bit low, then you're probably going to do that. But mm. it's uh, almost like people don't think footballers are actual human beings. Yeah, I said that yesterday. It's funny. I said that pretty much exactly yesterday because with the Declan Mud thing yesterday, because obviously that was what highlighted it to me yesterday. Yeah. Um, what do you, do you know? What was actually said? Yeah. So my keeper for fans team was on the same row as him. Right. Uh, so it's it's a chap called Lee who's actually calmed the guy down. Or well, he's had a bit of a pop at him at half time, and the guy's actually seen a bit of sense. Mm. Uh, Rudd actually apologised to him after the game. To the for fan. His reaction. Yeah, to, to the fan. Like yeah. he shouldn't have reacted like that. I think someone's had a word with him at half time potentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't do that. Um, but apparently, he was he was on his back during the first half, and then he made a, a poor kick. Um, it went over Hughes's head on the left hand side. Yeah, and, yeah, and he apologised well, straight away, didn't he? Yeah, the guy said something at that point, and Dex has had enough. But I think it's been going on for a couple of weeks, a couple of games, because mm. Dex was pissed off at the last home game as well. Yeah. And, and uh, football, I, I don't care if people think that footballers should shouldn't not have emotions. 
end of the day, it's a passionate game. You know, mm-hmm. you want your players to actually have that that care and that that passion about them, so they they can actually perform to the best of their abilities. If you've got a fan or, or a so-called fan slagging them off every given opportunity, then you, they need to have a bit of a look at themselves because they're not actually helping. I mean, Rudd's got us to six in the bloody league, mm. you know. So I don't get this. You know, every club does need a scapegoat. I get it, and it's even Maguire or Rudd half the time for us. Or Potts um, if he's in. Or Potts, yeah, Potts if he's in. But it's just it's a shame, like because there's not you know last season, yeah, don't get me wrong, he wasn't fantastic for us uh, at times. We wouldn't obviously, you know, Mad Maxwell, you know, came in and obviously then lost his place at Ipswich. And, yeah. And ever since, um, apart from the cup games, obviously the shambles that they've been as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just find it a little bit odd. I just don't. I, I've never understood having a pop directly at a player. At the end of the day, he's going out, he's doing his best. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Good at the end of the day. Do you think a player wants to go out and perform poorly on a continued basis because it's going to ruin their career? You know, exactly. it's, a short, it's a short career to start with. So if you're 28, 29 years old, or, or whatever deck is you know and he goes out and performs poorly week after week he's gonna he's not doing himself any favors is he no absolutely and he's gonna you know if if or when he does eventually leave here he's gonna be on a put you know a a poorer contract a poorer standard you know so if if he performed poorly weekly but he performed great he might get a bigger contract elsewhere bigger sign-on fee uh, reputation club, you know, potentially Premier League as number two or something like that. Yeah. You know? So I, I just don't understand this narrative of a player doesn't want to perform. It's just strange. Well, yeah, um, and especially with us being sixth in the league. I, I know everyone likes a moan and stuff, but for God's sake, get off the players' backs. And if you want to criticise them, don't bloody tag them in it mm. because you're just making yourself look a complete dick. Yeah, and and try and try and try and be balanced. Yeah, you know, don't don't just unfairly criticize a player. You know, we we we'll probably get called out numerous times for David Nugent or Jaden Stockley or Declan Rudd end of last season or at the start of this season. But I, I like to think that we 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 always try and back it up with facts as well. Yeah, a bit of stats or a bit. Yeah. Of, it's like with Stockley, you know. Put someone up there with him because he's actually got. A, he can actually win balls aerially. He's actually yeah. quite a bit of a handful when you play him with somebody. Yeah. You know, playing him on his own sometimes, does, well, quite often doesn't work. Doesn't work. Um, you know, it's like I think if if you give a balanced opinion, especially on something like Twitter, where let's be honest, probably 60 percent of our fan base has a Twitter account now. Yeah, um, I would imagine so. Maybe not some of the old guard, but even some of those who are on it. I was speaking to the guy that's next to me yesterday. I think he's got a Twitter account. He knows about the podcast and stuff like that now. Yeah, if they're not on Twitter, then they're usually the older ones are on Facebook, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the day, it's that day and age now where social media is massive. So, yeah. just be clever with your opinions. Don't just go and say, Potts is shit, Maguire's shit. Yeah. What's the point? It's it's not actually it's not it's it's not having an opinion. It's just it's just slating someone. Yeah, but you know, if you want to say that they performed poorly and this this is this is the reason why, and you think that this person should come in instead, or you know, it, you think they should be doing something differently. Like the conversation I had with a couple of guys about Rudd, you know, yeah. hey, 
if Rudd could do it all, they wouldn't be playing for us. They'd be playing <laughs> for a Premier League club, you know what I mean? Simple as that, isn't it? But, yeah, I mean, it, it, you, what you don't want to get is ending up being like we were last week, accused of just, what was it, constantly slamming individuals. Yeah, I don't get that still. And I tried to have a conversation with that person, but they didn't end up replying to me in the end. Hi, guys, by the way. Yeah. I know you're listening. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> retweet the pod, share it, like it. It's appreciated. Help spread the word. Yeah. Uh, warning, yeah, well, this I think... Pod, warning, this podcast will contain opinions. Yeah, if you don't like that, then don't listen. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty or much. Some, or give us some feedback as to what you would want to listen to. Yeah, we probably won't change much, but yeah. <laughs> right, mate, is it brew time? It is. Right, Sam. Cheers, mate. See you part two, mate. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we've got our quickfire questions again for Jimmy, and we're going to look ahead to West Brom on Wednesday, Tuesday night, not Wednesday night. That's me being a dick. Um, yeah, well, we we did have Dan to talk about um, fan behaviour on social media and Declan Rudd yesterday and a few other bits and bobs, but we pretty much covered that in part one, didn't we, mate? We did. Let's get on to these uh, quick fire questions before yeah. we stop, mate. Go on. Right. Pick, pick my get... brains. Yeah, so in case you've never listened before, quick fire questions, I just ask Jimmy or Ollie or whoever's on the pod uh, a, a question and they get 30 seconds to answer it. The questions have come from Twitter. So this week, Jimmy's got two to answer. And the first one is from uh, Ben Astley on Twitter. If you want to follow him, he's just at Astley Ben. Uh, sorry, at Astley underscore Ben. Let me get it you right. Don't to, you don't want to follow Ben Astley on Twitter. Oh, I'm only <laughs> kidding, Ben. Happy Coach 2 anniversary, Ben. I have no idea what that means, but hello, Ben. what I mean. Yeah, so Ben asks, is it time to start Stockley up front? And you can go in three, two, one, go. Um, I think in certain situations and certain games, then Stockley... Probably does warrant a start, um, but you do have to play someone up alongside him or at least very close to him. Um, whether that be DJ or Barky or Maguire uh, being further inside, um, you know, you look at the shape from yesterday, we are really narrow. So I think if the game warrants it and the opposition um, are big at the back, then yeah, definitely worth a start. Bang on. I'm getting there, mate. Absolutely, bang on. I told you I'd get there eventually. That's good going, to be fair. It's a good improvement from 40 seconds last week, anyway. Yeah. Don't count your chickens, mate. We've got one more to do yet. Yeah, well, we'll see how this one goes. Um, yeah, so this question, second question, is from Dan Cotton. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, he's just at Dan J. Cotton, as in Cotton in Preston, Cotton. Um, and he asks, uh, one sec, let me reset the timer. Yeah, Dan asks, who is our best number 10? And you can go in three, two, one, go. 
this might be longer than 30 seconds. Um, for me, <laughs> Daniel jo- for me, Daniel Johnson is our best number 10 um, when he's fit and available. Um, I think Alan Brown yesterday made a real big impact as a number 10 um, and was had a great impact all last season. Um, you know, sort of found himself in that position where, and he's not been used there a lot this year. Be interesting to see Brown if DJ is out for longer than a week. Get a, get both games this week in the number ten position. Um, Harrop has the ability to play in that position. However, I'm just not convinced at this moment in time he's the answer. So I right, only seven seconds over. Um, but just to continue that, I, I'm I'm not convinced by Harrop myself either. I think he's looked better when he's played out on the left. See, personally. I don't. I think he looks better as a ten, but I think? Just don't think I just don't think he made the impact yesterday. I think he's he's definitely got something about him, right? And that he's definitely got some ability. You know, you don't come through the ranks at United, play for their first team, albeit yeah. one game, and not be good. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely got something about him. I think I think at the minute it's just finding where he fits in the team and how he fits in the team that is proving difficult. But there's players, right, that have gone out of the championship and into the Premier League and had a bigger impact. And I think he might be one of those players where yeah, he could be more space and he's good when he's he's probably better when he's under pressure. I know that yeah. sounds that, but when you give him time and space to think about what he needs to do, that's probably when he becomes a danger to himself. Yeah. Um, He's probably one of those players that's better on instinct than he is when he has time and time to think about what he wants to do. Perhaps would be better suited to playing in in a team that plays with a higher intensity, maybe? Absolutely, yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, Yeah, I I felt a bit for him yesterday. Yeah, um, same. I think he did struggle, didn't he, like you said? It just wasn't his sort of game, personally. But there will be games when Josh Harrop has a great game for us um, and can really take the game by the scuff of the neck. Um, yeah. I think if he plays alongside a DJ or um, some of the players that are going to play the game at a quicker tempo than what we did yesterday, especially first half because our tempo was shit. Um, yeah. The manager said that himself. You know, we, we didn't do things sharp enough or quick enough. Um, and I, I think... You don't want to bring Harrop down to that level. You want things to be sharp and quick and intense and in being able to use his skills and tricks that he's got because he has got them. You know, yeah. he's a very skilled player. Um, does he fit in our system and the way we play? I'm not too sure because if you think about Brown and DJ especially, they're probably a bit more hard-working and, and probably industrial number 10s. Yeah, you know that will fit into the shape. You know, especially when we're defending, and we'll come back as a five. Yeah, uh, Brown's very much. He's got the legs, hasn't he? He's more of a more of a runner. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to say, really, in terms of who's the best because they've all got individual attributes that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you, you need to start on Brown against West Brom personally. I know they're missing Remain Sawyer's to, to, on Tuesday, um, but. Yeah, you need to start on the ground. Unless, well, because is DJ going to be fit? Because none of us actually know. None of us yeah. actually know what's up with him. All we've been told is it's a knock. Now, a knock in Alex Neal's book could be two months. You know yeah. what I mean? He just, he keeps he, he's so, very coy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's like he's interviewed Gary Hunt yesterday. He made me laugh, actually. He's just like, yeah, he's injured. 
So, yeah. all right, okay. He tried, didn't he, Gary? In fairness yeah. to him, he, he probed a couple of times, and and Alex Neal was just not—he was just not forthcoming at all in providing any more information. And I don't blame him because no. he doesn't want to give West Brom a hint about what's happening. No, because if, if we can get to Tuesday night and DJ's, you know, an hour before kickoff or forty-five minutes before kickoff, DJ's in the starting eleven, then West Brom have got something to think about. Are they going to have to? change how they have setting up or are they just going to go with what they've planned anyway you know yeah. it's, it's all it's all um it's like a game of chess isn't it basically yeah it's a really interesting battle tuesday night i, th- I think really we can get some it i honestly do i i do uh, and i hope we do actually um i think out of the two games forms possibly the more winnable game yeah well West Brom, West Brom is the one where you can go to and you can cause an upset. Um, if you can keep Pereira and Callum Robinson quiet and deal with whichever handful they put up front, whether that be Robson Carney or Austin, yeah, um, you've got a chance. Um, they'll badly miss Sawyers. Yeah, badly he, miss. Sawyers. I thought he played well um, at Deepdale for them. Yeah, he's he's such a good player. Mm. Loved him at Walls. You know, he's, you could tell at Walls so like <clears> so much. Ability. He progresses again very well, doesn't he? Yeah, just a great little player. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going shoes tonight. Um, I think it's it's fairly priced, twenty quid for an yeah, adult. Can't Spot. complain. No, I've I've bulked at the two-hour journey there and two-hour journey back. In all honesty, uh, there's nothing worse. There's nothing better than sitting on the M6 and these night closures and roadworks when you've got. You know, I meet with your boss at nine o'clock on Wednesday morning, but let's just do it. Um, let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game for the neutral. Um, yeah, it's a shame that it's not one of the main ones on TV. Surprised at that. Mm. What is the Tuesday night game? Um, just let me check. I think it's a pretty average one. Well, you know, that's that sky all over, isn't it, really? So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it would just be it'd be a good game for the neutral. That um, hopefully we can come out on top. I just hopefully we can get through it. Cardiff versus Nottingham Forest. See, that's not a bad game. Let's be honest. You it's know, not. But... but it's not two of your top six teams going at each other, is it? And then Millwall Birmingham on Wednesday. <sighs> yeah, I don't think there's I don't think I've got much, too much choice on Wednesday. At least it's not Leeds. Yeah. So um, it's a chance. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it. You know, we've got Pearson, they've not got Sawyers. Um Big they have got, Yeah, they have got Pereira, who's an absolute talent. He's a he's a little magician, that lad. Um so uh, you know, keep him quiet, keep Callum Robinson quiet because well, he's in I was, four, just, I was just gonna say there. that. We we know we know the threat that Cal brings. Um and obviously he's in decent form at the moment for them as well, isn't he? Yeah, scored against Bristol City again yesterday. He loves, loves scoring against <laughs> Bristol City, doesn't he? I was like, as soon as it popped up, it was 1 0. I looked on my phone, I was like, I bet it's Callum Robinson. Bet it's, I was like, I'm so happy it is. He's just old. There, doesn't he? He's like, you know, especially after him being on loan there. Yeah. Well. Lee, Lee Johnson just didn't play him, did he? No. No. Hey, how stumpy. It'll be a good game. Uh, I've got a question for you then. Not not the oh. usual prediction one. Um, what what do you think will happen? And obviously, what I can probably guess what you want to happen, but yeah, in terms of the game, yeah. Um, 
I said coming off yesterday, I'll take I'll take a minimum of two points in these two games. Yeah. Um, so if that's a defeat and a win, two draws, a win and a draw, not for just don't don't only get one point or two defeats. Um, yeah. That keeps us up there. So yeah, that's I don't know. I can't, mate. If I knew what was going to happen, I'd be putting a lottery number. I'd be putting the lottery on every night this week, and I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting in a box on Tuesday night. Not. Well, not well how, be... how how do you see things panning out in your head? I don't know. I generally don't know. That's that's the beauty of it, mate. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously, um, I, I can't give you the answer to it because it depends what team he goes with. Depends how he sets them up. Um, depends how they set up as well. Yeah. Because... There's, two, there's 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 yeah. I take that back. There's a lot of variables. Yeah, it's it's a very tough game to call, as is Fulham. Mm. Fulham's the winnable game out of two of them for me. Yeah, um, and we've we've obviously done it already this season. Keep bloody Mitrovic quiet. If you can keep him quiet, if you can if you can take him out of the game by hell or high water, yeah, then you've got a chance at Fulham. Get, give, yeah, Mitrovic time of, give Mitrovic the time of day and let him get space, and he's going to punish you. Let's be fair. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a chance this week. Um, ten games to go by the end of this week. Um, we'll be, you know, sat here in March next Sunday. That's bloody frightening to start, say the least. Can't believe yeah. it's been already. Um, and we'll have ten games to go, and we'll probably in a be in a position next Sunday when we're recording the pod where we will have a little bit more clarity about where we're going. Um, yeah, where we'll end up. Yeah, or where we could end up. Should I say? Yeah, it's a big week. It's a big week in the league. I mean, you know, I think we just spoke off off air then. Uh, Middlesbrough leads this week. I didn't realise Middlesbrough hadn't won since they beat us at Deepdale on New Year's Day. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't won at home since Boxing Day, um, and they've got to play Leeds at home on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whichever night it is this week. You know, it's um, like you said. Bit... You you can you just wouldn't be surprised, would you, if you if you're looking at the results at full time and see uh, Middlesbrough one, Leeds United nil. Yeah, because Leeds aren't scoring still. No, right, and they've scored. They've only scored twice once this calendar year, I think it was, uh, or more than two. Um, it's it's a really daft stat. They just don't score goals. Mm. Um, Which considering considering the players they've got is. Mental, really. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's one of them. But what will be will be this week. We we can only control our own destiny, you know, yeah. and got to make sure we pick up the points that we can. If if you know if we get the opportunity to pick up points this week, great. If not, let's just make sure we pick them up in March. And I don't think anything's going to get decided until probably Easter weekend. Um, as long as we keep ourselves up there and we keep yeah. ticking, you know, we're picking up point, picking up points home and away. Um. It's it's all looking it's all pointing towards that Bristol City game just being absolutely gigantic, isn't it? It's going to decide something, but we said that in bloody June when the fixtures got announced. Yeah, I think we said it last week as well on the pod. Um, yeah, it'd be. A... The thing is, though, it depends what they do because they could go on a bad run again now because now they've had a, a big defeat. Yeah, um, I think they've lost the last three. Yeah, the last two. But... No, they've yeah. Their last four games, they've won one and lost three. So, yeah. So, it's like uh, lads said to us yesterday when we come off the game. You can probably say it's a four-point cushion now over them because their goal difference. It's took an absolute pasting. Yeah. Um. So, 
whilst it's only three on paper, our goal difference is a lot superior to theirs now. So, yeah, let's just see what let's see what the next week brings, mate. Hopefully, we're sat <coughs> this next this time next week. We're six points better off. Ben Pearson Fingers crossed, mate. Ben Pearson hasn't been booked, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's the key going into the Fulham game for me. If if we can if we can go into that with Piero. Is it if he doesn't get booked in either, then he's only got one more game to get through. I think, I think. so, yeah. So then you rest him for that game. You don't risk him because then he, he's clean then to the end of the season. I know that sounds daft because you want your best players to play every game, but if it means, I think Alex Neil did this at the end of last season. I don't think he played him at the last two games because yeah. if he got a booking, then he'd, he'd miss the start of this season. Yeah. So I think it, I think Alex Neil will be fully aware of Pearson's situation. Um, oh yeah, of course he will. So it'd be remiss of him not to be. We shall wait and see. Yes, we shall. Um What's your prediction for this week, mate? What do you think? I think we'll get a draw at West Brom. Um I think maybe like it'll be another lead. I think it'd be like a nil nil, one one, something like that. And I as much as I don't want us to, I think we'll get beat by Fulham. Yeah, it's, it's one of those weeks, I think. Um, yeah. I think there's goals on Wednesday night. Do you I think? think yeah. I think, I think one apiece or two apiece or two one either way. You can almost guarantee Robbo will score against us. He'll either score or he'll have an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I don't know. I think he might set one up. I don't I don't know if he'll score. He's in good form though for him, so... Yeah, he is. You, don't put it, you don't put it past him, but... Two and two now, isn't it? Yeah, but... It is what it is. He's just another opposition player to me on, on, on Wednesday night, or Tuesday night. Yeah. So you, you can only beat what's, you can only play what's in front of you. Exactly, so, mate. Exactly. But yeah, um, no, looking forward to the week. So we'll wait and see. So. Yeah. Yes, we will. All right, mate. Thank you very Super. much for um, coming on again. Enjoyable as ever. Controversial as ever, probably at some points, but uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the other thing as well. Just on this, Ollie's going to hate me saying this. I know for a fact he will. But if, if someone's going to slag us off on Twitter, just at us. Just include us in the tweet and we can have a conversation. It's not the end of the world. We'll probably, we might not end up agreeing, but it's what it's, what it's all about, isn't it? Football's about opinions, mate. Exactly. To be fair, it'd be good to get other, other opinions across as well. I mean, if you've got something mm. to say, just tweet us. And it'd be, a, it'd be good to get your opinion on the pod as well because... Yeah. You know, in the day, the more opinions, the more voices, you know, the better, the better really. Yeah, because in the day, it's, you know, it's all well and good, us three Muppets having this conversation every Sunday night, you know, but the more opinions we get, the better, because in mm-hmm. the day, it's, uh, it's your pod as well as ours, I suppose, isn't it? You're the valued listeners. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. And just on that, if you're not already following us on Twitter or Instagram or you don't like the page on Facebook, then just search for From the Finney on whichever one of those platforms you're on and give us a follow or a like. Um, if you want to get in touch with us about anything, you can email us on fromthefinney at gmail.com or you can, uh, as the saying goes, slide into our DMs. We reply on any of the three. It just might take a couple of days to see it if it goes into the message requests folder, but we will try and get back to you. Um, yeah, cheers, Jimmy. Thank you very much. No worries, mate. In it's fact, where... I'll give you a little shout out as well. If anyone wants to follow Jimmy on uh, Twitter, he's just at Bayside PNE. 
whether that's to give him abuse or just say hello. I'm 20 short of a thousand now. 20 short of a thousand followers. There we go. Let's let's try and get Jimmy up to 1k by next next pod. That is not going to happen. Ah, uh, you never know. Well, I don't follow that many. You see, it's so. all about the all about the ratios, isn't it? It is absolutely, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right, mate. All cool. Right, mate. Cheers. Thank you very too. much. Cheers, guys. Says I'm okay, so I'm fine with that. I guess I'll be alright. The crutches gone, the feelings coming back to me. Even when it all seemed like, yeah, you know it's alright at times. Just don't leave me here all alone We're crossing bridges we haven't discovered yet Let's take things nice and slow well, My brain is moving faster than the speed of light Let's see how far this goes Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times You know it's alright at times Just don't leave me here all alone When the walls are closing Sing or swim When the walls are closing in Do you lose or win? Yeah, you know it's alright at times You know it's alright Don't